This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 1, Bonus, Episode 13. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to author and entrepreneur Kayla Fioravanti. For those of you who have known me and known of the Indie Business Network for a while, you know that Kayla is a longtime personal and very special friend of mine. She and her husband are the co-founders of Essential Wholesale, one of IBN's very first members. They sold the company back in 2011, and today they live on a 12-acre farm with their daughters, and they are making all of their dreams come true. One of Kayla's dreams has always been to have the time to write and publish books, and that dream has come true many times over during the past few years. In this episode, Kayla shares a step-by-step overview of how to take your idea and turn it into a book that's ready to publish on Amazon. If you have a book in you, and who doesn't, then this episode would not only inspire you, but it will tell you exactly what to do to make your book available to everyone in the world. I love the sound of that, don't you? You can get a summary and resource links for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 13. I'll be right back with Kayla Fioravanti. Kayla Fioravanti in Nashville, Tennessee. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? I am so excited to get a chance to talk to you. So tell me a little bit about where you are right now. I know you have, you write all the time and we see pictures of cats and chickens and all kinds of stuff. So like, where are you joining us from today? Um, I am on my 12 acres in Franklin, Tennessee. And um and yeah, I have chickens in the back rec- backyard, and we just had fresh eggs, and we just bought a, a herd of buffalo as well. So they won't be on our property, though. They're going to be elsewhere. I know, and we can so actually we, we order some. We have changed some... life significantly. You have, and we'll be able to actually order some buffalo, right? Yes, you will. I, I, I'm really excited about that farm life, and we might have to interview about that someday. But today, we are here to talk to you mm-hmm. about how to create a book to sell on Amazon. And everyone who's listening, I just want you to know you're in for a really big treat because not only will you be inspired by Kayla, but we're going to have like a little one, two, three walkthrough here of what she has done to create several books, not just one or two, you know, Mm -hmm. let's just write a book and put it on Amazon. She has really made this into a new career for herself. So Kayla, let's, let's back up a bit before we get into that. I want to ask you to share with our listeners a little bit about um, your former life before you became a published author, what you did and what brought you to this point. Well, in 2011, um, Dennis and I sold Essential Wholesale. And as we were selling um, Essential Wholesale, I wrote three industry books. And the door just had just opened for learning about self-publishing right before this all came about. And so it was just perfect timing to um, 
to take the information I had been given and run with it. And um, so we sold our company after building it. We started our essential wholesale in our kitchen in 1998 and sold it in 2011. So the books that I published in the time frame, um, you know, I wrote three industry books, The Art, Science, and Business of Aromatherapy, How to Make Melt and Pour Soap from Scratch, which continues to be my bestseller still, and DYI Kitchen Chemistry. Okay, and for those who don't know, Essential Wholesale was actually one of the very first Indie Business Network members, and so we've had a front row seat to this <laughs> transformation. So you sold the business, and which was the first book? Uh, the first book was How to Make Melt and Pour Soap from Scratch. That's the first one I wrote and, and published okay. um, because I had figured out how to make, make that base from scratch, and right. I knew, you know, Essential Wholesale didn't want to make it, and and what else could we do with it but release that um, those recipes out to the public? Okay, Kayla, so so you sold the business and then you decided you wanted to write a book or did you decide you wanted to write a book to sell on Amazon? What was what was what's the story there on that? Well, um, I had been wanting to write a book and actually uh, Debbie Richards reminds me that one time she asked me while I was speaking uh, why I've never written a book. And I said, well, no one's ever set a deadline for me. And um, and she that stuck with her. And so then I ended up, you know, learning how to self-publish. And I was like, well, I could just set my own deadline and, and create my own book. So it all just happened to be at the same timing. Um, if, you know, had we not sold, I would have continued writing industry books and, and done the publishing as well throughout. It just happened to be all at the same time. Now, there's lots of different ways that you can self-publish these days. Um, you know, everything from a PDF download on your website to, um, you know, getting a book publishing company to help you self-publish to what you did, which is choosing Amazon. Tell us a little bit about why you made that particular choice and why you uh, chose that over other options. Uh, well, it came down to, you know, it was just financially the best option when you looked at all the different choices and um, Amazon owns a company called create space and that is the um, platform that you use for publishing and doing everything you have to do to work within your book um, and and I learned about that the first time I heard about self-publishing and the person who taught me was like you know go out and learn everything else and you know and most likely you'll come back and do create space and I did I went and researched all the other options of you know hiring somebody to do it all for me um, you know doing it through a second uh, vendor or something like that um, and it just made the most sense uh, financially to do it through create space because of the lack of cost up front mm -hmm. um, the fact that the profits are are mostly mine and that I own the rights of my books and um, and I can make any changes. Uh, you just have so much control with Create Space mm -hmm. um, that that's why I chose to go that way. So let's start with how much a person can expect to spend uh, to self-publish a book for Amazon. Is there like a, a floor amount that you'll spend, or does it depend on the number of pages? Yeah. It it doesn't depend on pages. That your costs are different things like um, getting yourself a publisher logo, a website if you don't have it, um, editing costs depending on whether you go with 
you know, crowdsourced, which is what I do. Um, if you hire an amateur editor, if you hire somebody through Great Space, or several other levels of, of editing that you can choose, that can be part of your cost. You get your ISBN cost, um, which they're basically $10 each. Um, and then you've got your cover design cost. Layout, which I always do my own because um, I like the control of it, so I have no cost there. But others can, and it can be like $249 if you decide to have somebody else. Proofing cost, which means you know you basically get all your book loaded up, and then you have um, Amazon send you a copy of it to look over beforehand. And I always recommend doing that, and I'm always in a rush, so I end up spending a little extra because of the rush delivery. Um, you got your copyright costs. That's if you decide to register it, but it's automatic. And then Kindle publishing, um, which can be free or can be $69. So for exa an example of my book, How to Self-Publish, um, I, I gave exactly how much it cost me to publish that book. So with all, my, all those little costs here and there, my total cost was $327.75. Okay. I paused for a second because I was like, wow, that is, that is, you know, that is a, that is a very <laughs> low, low cost for something that can make money for you for the next 50 years. I, I like that. So, um, and by the way, I'm glad you right. mentioned that you actually right. have a book about this. So we're going to tell everybody where they can go to buy that. Because we can't, we can only give an overview here. But um, so that so that's great. So we're talking three hundred and fifty dollars for a book that you can sell for what ten or fifteen bucks in a hard copy form, and then less on a Kindle. Yeah. Um, well, you you always do paperback with um, Amazon, and um, normally you want your cost, your price of your book to be ten dollars or less $10. if you're a new okay. author, because who's okay. going to spend more on? Yeah, so you your price should be. Nine ninety nine or below. Okay. Um, and then, um, right, the, you just keep making money over. You leave it on. Nobody's going to take it off because it's you know out of print. Uh -huh. It's uh -huh. always it's print on demand. Right. So it's always available for your whole life and beyond <laughs> you. So it's like you just keep making money over and over and over again. We like that. Um, <laughs> we like that. We like that. You're adding value, <laughs> adding value to the world and helping other people with something they want to know and also getting paid for it. So that's great. So let me ask that book, that book, book came out, the, the one that you're using as the example, how long did it take you? And I know, I know it's going to vary by person and by book, but just by way of example, how long did it take you to make that $350 back? I made it in the first month. Okay. All right. We're, we're pretty much sold so, on this you know, idea. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The first month it had paid for pretty much all of my books because I always do low cost. Uh -huh. um, uh, all of my books except for my current one, which had a little bit higher cost because it was um, an anthology. So I had legal fees and some other things that right. um, were, you know, not part of a normal fees. Right. Um, all of my other books paid for themselves within their first month. And how many are there all together that you've published using this format? Six books. Six books. And this has all been in the last two years? Yeah. Right. I published three in 2011 and then one per year since then. Okay. So awesome. So I am currently working on 2015's book. Okay, so let's walk through the steps then. Okay, we're listening to Kayla Fioravanti okay. on the Indie Business Podcast, and we have a book idea. What do we do next? <laughs> okay, well, you basically, um, let's, let's come up with some kind of example. Say like you're going to do like my 
DYI kitchen chemistry um, book, Excellent. which has recipes and information and, and things like that. So most likely you already have written all your recipes. There's a good chance these are all things you've already experimented with. You're going to want to do one more round of doing that just to make sure that your recipes are exact. Mm -hmm. Like, so take all your recipes, try them again in, in like for me, because I had done all of my products in a lab setting, I needed to take them home and do them in a home setting with the kind of tools that people would normally have at home instead of, you know, a high tech lab. So, um, so that's what my first step was, was double checking every recipe because you don't want anybody's stuff to flop you know, when it's out there. Um, and, um, and then basically, you know, with my book, I added information about each ingredient. So I double checked all my facts, made sure I had all my resources for the back of the book to give credit to the correct people, you know, um, basically, and, and then you kind of fill in, you know, basically what I do is I build myself a skeleton of the book itself. So in the front of a book, if you look at a book, you've got the you've got the cover and then inside the book you have a title page and then inside of there you have all this copyright information and things like that. I start filling that in as a skeleton and I leave and I highlight everything that I don't have yet. Like I don't I haven't gotten the ISBN yet, so I highlight it. And I just kind of keep going and then I get to the table of contents. I get to the table of contents then I lay out what I think is going to be the best idea for how to lay out this book. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start out with information about who I am and why you would want to read a book about, you know, these pro products that I'm telling you about. And then, and then start giving you, you know, how to's and all the different steps that you would need to know before someone starts doing the recipe. And then you would start giving the recipes and then, you know, just kind of further information, but you would, you would write that out in a table of contents. Now, don't stick to that like it's, you know, the law. If you start working on it, you might realize you need to shift things around. I think every single one of my books, the table of contents has moved around as I've gone through the process. And so you just start writing and you kind of fill in the blanks around what you already have, which most people who are going to write a book like that already have it. Mm -hmm. If you're starting something totally from scratch, you're building, a, you're building yourself a skeleton um, and then you can put a little, like sometimes what I'll do is, um, like my current book that I'm working on right now, it's called Puffy and Blue, and it's about my um, childhood cat and I, and our life that we had for 21 years together. And so my skeleton table of contents is the countries we lived in together. And then I use that as my, um, that those are my chapters. And I move through there and I fill in what's missing in those spaces. I might already have some of the old stories, um, you know, and I mix them all together or I start from scratch. And then you just kind of keep writing, including putting things like the dedication and the acknowledgements, all the things you don't want to forget to do. Um, and once you've got that, that would be called your zero draft. Once you've filled that in and you've just taken everything that's in your head and thrown it out on the page, that's your zero draft. And your zero draft is for nobody else. You take your zero draft, you sit down with it, and you go over it. Just, I always print mine because I like to look at it. I'm like old-fashioned. I like to have the pen and paper, but a lot of people will just do it on, on the computer. But, um, and you just go over it in great detail, looking for things you're missing, giving yourself notes, fixing things you see, and then you have your first draft. And now that you have your first draft, you do not run to go get an editor. 
um, because it's still too sloppy, no matter how great of a writer you are. Okay. That's where you say, hey, my friends in the industry, everybody who, or, or you know, anybody who's willing to read through and, and um, give me feedback, critique, editing, any of that kind of thing, who will read this? Mm-hmm. And people will volunteer. Okay. Um, and I, I know several people who, who have done this as well. This is what I do as well. And, and then they help you, and you keep cleaning it up through their feedback. And in the book, I teach you exactly how to merge all those documents into one document so you can look at it as one document reading everybody's feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a draft that you could go to an editor with. Once You, you don't want to show up to the editor um, with something that hasn't been cleaned up at all. It'll right. just cost you more. Right, right. So... And you never know, you may end up with people who are professional editors who helped you out or who are willing to help you out. Um, and so editing costs can vary significantly, but that's kind of where you start before you ever get to the editor. You do a whole lot of work beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you show up to them. So once the editing's done that, and you have a final manuscript mm-hmm. and you're you're then you give yourself a party first and because you've done a lot of work and it, right. <laughs> it takes a lot to get just just to there but you're still not done what happens next right okay so then you choose what you're going to do about editing whether that's somebody else doing it or or um or you doing it um with a group i my own abilities from from you know my own past training, um, I'm able to work as a managing editor for myself, so I end up never hiring an editor. Mm -hmm. But um, for some people, hiring an editor is going to be the right choice. So they're going to go through and you're going to still read it 50 million times. And when you're absolutely sick of every word that's ever written in there, (laughs) you are close to done. Um, (laughs) And then at the same time that you're doing that, you should be working on your cover or having a graphic designer or somebody like that um, be working on the image of your cover and your title and okay. um, keeping your title nice and short, which I, did, I didn't know in my first few books, so they're really long and they right. cause issues all the time. So um, <laughs> um, make, come up with really short little uh, titles and subtitles, and you're kind of doing two tasks at once. You're working on the, the cover as well. And um, once you've got all your, you're all done editing and you've got a cover image, then you either choose to do the layout yourself, which Amazon CreateSpace has a little cheat sheet sort of uh, a document that's already been made and you can just plug your pieces into it. If your book's short, it'll work just fine. If your book's big, then it'll cause problems. But um, uh there's also a ton of information on my in my book and on CreateSpace on all that formatting details. And there's a lot of little tedious details of formatting. Um, and I spilled them all out, spilled them all out because I learned a ton from my first three books um, on what not to do and how to do things better and right. smarter and um, and more more po- um, polished looking. So you basically get into those sorts of details um, in the layout or somebody else does it. CreateSpace will do it for you for like $249. Um, uh, You can hire people who do it all day long. Um, And then after that, you would load your cover and your interior into Amazon, order a uh, sample to be sent to you, your proof. 
I have yet to not have to do another one. Every time you get it, once you're physically seeing it, you find little tiny things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you, you basically repeat that process until you're happy. And then once you hit publish, in 24 hours, you are a published author because CreateSpace will do the rest. It will show up um, on Amazon without, within 24 hours of you hitting publish. And will it give you an author page or do you have to set that up yourself? You set up your own author page on Amazon. It's super easy. Um, It's, you know, kind of just like any other social media sort of thing where Mm -hmm. they just tell you what to plug in the information. Mm -hmm. You would create um, an author page on Goodreads as well. Um, And any place else, anybody will let you do an author page. Okay. Um, And... And they'll give you a specific link. I mean, you'll find the book, and there's a specific link. And actually, as soon as you're done with the interior of the book, you're able to start working on the Kindle version. Okay. Okay. So I normally try and have them come out at the same time. Um, and that's just a whole bunch of formatting of taking the same, the same exact book and formatting it slightly differently. Um, right. And you can also hire... Um, Kindle, Kindle will do it for you as well. They'll take okay. what you came from with CreateSpace right. and convert it for you as well. And, and that's obviously Which just like to make sure. $69. Right. And that's a great price. And that's obviously just to make sure that it shows up properly on all the different mobile devices. Right. Because it's, it's weird. There's some changes in paragraph mm-hmm. indenting because mm-hmm. um, like, on your actual physical book, the paragraphs never indent at the top of a page. So when you move to the Kindle, you have to put those indents back in. So just little tedious things. Okay. But, but it's, it's so worth it because with Kindle, yeah, Kindle sells all day long because your price can be even lower because right. there's no actual physical cost. Right. And people will buy Kindle without much thought. And for the hard copy book, Kayla, it, it's literally publishing on demand. So let's say your book costs nine ninety nine, and and I go it and I order mm-hmm. it and I wait I don't know one or two days depending on what kind of Amazon service I have, and I I get that physical mm-hmm. book in the mail. Right. And you from don't, Amazon. It never never left for me. Right. So they do it. they do all the fulfillment and everything, and you never have to pay for anything except for the commission that Amazon gets for selling and bring the book in the book. Right, which that is set up front in your process of working on your book um, in Amazon, in CreateSpace, you will be able to see exactly how much money you'll make when your book sells on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. uh, in Europe, in Japan, mm-hmm. you, you, you're able to see and set every single factor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no surprise of what your profit is on on every book, depending on what sells. The surprise is, wow, it's sold in Sweden. Awesome, you know. <laughs> so, um, but but other other than that, because you don't know where it went. But at the at the end of basically, it takes 60 days um, for you to get your first check, because you know there's kind of the arrears thing. Um, all of a sudden, they uh, deposit it in your account. One day and you wake you up get a and separate check for every. One day you wake up and wow, <laughs> more money. 
and there's money in your account. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get a separate one for every book. So okay. it's kind of cool. I get six deposits right. from Amazon and I get six deposits from Kindle every month. So and I these get 12 are, little paychecks. It's and and these are all, um, these are all automatically deposited and they're good for, for bookkeeping and accounting too, right? Because you can trace exactly how, um, you know, your accountant can know exactly where the income's coming from based on the book. Exactly. And uh -huh. you're able to um, download from from CreateSpace, you're able to download exactly what happened with your books, um, where they sold. If you know, if you want to do every little, you know, detail, all that's in there for you for 18 months. So you're, if there's always 18 months backwards worth of information up there. Right. And it even though so it takes like having your own book. And even though it takes 60 or so days to get the first check, once the first one comes in, they come in every month that you make a sale. Correct. Okay. okay. Yes. Awesome. And you, oh, I mean, Amazon, you're on Amazon. So you're, you know, when you have a physical book, you're pretty like something's going to sell every month. Right. Um, I mean, I know my, um, some of my books, sometimes I'll completely forget to do any social media for like a whole month. And I can tell when I get my checks because they're a little bit less. Um, but, um, and then they'll remind me, oh, I better do it. And then they'll go right back up. But, you know, they still are selling whether I'm doing anything or not. They're just selling better when I work at it. Good point. Good point. And with the way we can automate social media, not all of it, but a lot of it these days, it, it's really just a matter of creating a social media system that promotes the books. Correct. Yep. Okay, so this is great. So we can, uh, if, if you know how to do something, you have an idea you want to share, you can follow the format that, that Kayla has shared here. And not only will you be producing income for yourself, Kayla, tell us a little bit about what it does in terms of your personal brand and how it can help you not only as an author, but also to sell whatever products and services you already offer now. Right. Um, I mean, one, it gives you opportunities to speak at different events because um, it gave you credibility mm -hmm. as an expert in the field. And um, so that gives you an opportunity to speak, which gives you an opportunity to sell more books and to sell more of whatever it is you make. Right. Um, and then also in your book, you're able to promote what you make because you're the, you know, the queen, you know, queen of, of uh, bees. And now people are going to come by be you know honey from you as well mm -hmm. and then you can also like you've made it if you're the queen of bees and you have this great book about bees and you sell honey you can also do on-demand printing of um, t-shirts and other little things that go along with your brand um, and that's all on demand as well there's companies like spread shirts and a um, couple others I only know spread shirts how it works um, where you just put your product up there, you put your logo up there, and you add that to your shopping, um, to things that people can buy from you. So you have all kinds of avenues that kind of open up um, for being mm -hmm. able to, to brand yourself and profit from your, your, from your information. Kayla, what are your, some of your ideas for where to go to find two things? Number one, someone to design the cover and the inside of the book, and number two, someone to do the editing where, where can we go to find those people are there communities where we can put out bids or what do you suggest there are a lot of different options um there is on create space they, they'll give you a bid for everything that, that um you need done 
Um, and then there are um, uh, LinkedIn communities galore on publishing. I mean, just tons of them. If you go on LinkedIn and start putting in whatever search words you're looking for, you can find people who do covers all day long. Um, I use Eco Office Gals. She does kind of all my support staff of everything. Um, you can ask, you can just ask on social media. I've learned, I, I learned so much. Sometimes if I don't know something, I put it on, I put it on Facebook and I'm like, what do you know about this? And, and people give me all kinds of references. Cause I personally like to use somebody who somebody re recommended, like, you know, where, where there's some personal connection to the person, um, where there's been some experience in working with them. Um, but there's, there's, um, Kirkus is the name of a company, and they have all the kinds of uh, editing. Um, they have people who do layout, um, a little bit of everything, and and they'll bid at different at different uh, prices based on what you have going on, what you're looking for. And you can also look at like um, if somebody in your industry published a book a lot like yours, see who their who their editor was, see who they credited, because everyone credits it in the front of the book. Can you spell Kirkus? So you, can, you can see. It's K-I-R-K-U-S. Okay, great. And we can maybe right. find some people there. Okay. All right, good. And you shared your own designer. So that was helpful, too. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes. Well, this was really, really great, Kayla. So there's really no reason why, if you know how to do something, you can't uh, you know, set aside some time to do this. And, and coming back full circle, Kayla, to the beginning of our conversation, you said that uh, in answer to, I think you said Debbie Richards question about why you hadn't written a book, your response was because no one has ever set a deadline. So in closing, let's talk about the importance <laughs> of setting a deadline, because how many how many would be authors do we know? Oh, so many. I know so many. I hear about it, especially since I have a book on self-publishing. But um, I hear about it all the time. And if you, if you don't have a deadline, you'll, you'll never do it. There's always something else that has to get done, some other task, some other thing. So um, you absolutely have to have a deadline that, I mean, you might end up missing it, but shooting for it makes a huge difference. And you should give yourself between three months to one year to do a book. So... Um, it depends on on your you know you know your schedule you know how disciplined you are i am one of those people i set myself three month deadlines um because if it's too far out i'll never get it done and if it's if if it's somewhat immediate which to me three months is pretty immediate when i'm thinking about the task of publishing a book so mm -hmm. i set myself um a three month deadline and then in those i i want to be um done writing the book in say say if you're doing a three month i want to be done writing it in one month i want to be done editing it in month two i want to be working on all the various processes and the support things and and the layout and all that in month three um so if you were doing it in a, one year then you would set yourself your deadlines you know kind of accordingly depending on on what um what works best for you but I could never set myself a one-year deadline. I'd, I'd never get anything done. And, and, with, and with Amazon, too, can you, can you write a book just for Kindle? In other words, if you have a great idea for a book, but it's really not, you know, it's only 20 pages or so, and, 
you know, shipping that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. But can you write mini books and and perhaps publish more mini books and just maybe charge ninety nine cents for them or something? You can um, you can do that, but um, when kind of in the whole how Amazon works, I think. What I see is that people who have both a hardcover and a Kindle have more opportunities to promote them and to promote them differently through Kindle because there's some free options for authors mm-hmm. who are exclusive on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so you end up with more book sales when you have both. Um, I, I know somebody who just did Kindle and a great book, but it's not doing that great. And I know people who did Kindle and, and uh, paperback and great book as well and doing great okay okay good well that's a good um, that's a so, good tip so there, yeah there is benefit them and amazon's got a really minimum page count i can't remember what it is but i think it, it's under 30 pages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's small yeah so and I, I guess if you print a book if then, you're if you're gonna write something that's 99 cents you you kind of might as well i guess just sell it off your website and not have to um well and, and go ahead do all the formatting <laughs> well the formatting well, and plus you know you're, you're working with a fulfillment house that wants to make a profit too so um you know your, right. your margins just get slimmer if you you know if the price goes down too low and the so i was just i was just kind of thinking about uh, how people who think about oh my gosh a whole year well i don't know if i can write that you know maybe i could just try something small to get started right. and and i guess you can because at yeah. least you will have accomplished something and you can always grow from there I, right. I would think that certainly doing a little mini book one time is better than not doing any book at all ever <laughs> that's right and i would recommend a first time author not to be over 100 pages on their first book okay so, good tip. Um, a 100 page book is a good good first time author book um most of my books stay within the i have two books that are significantly bigger but they've forced me into a much higher price point um and um and the books my small books sell great um and people are willing to you know pick up a small book and read it even if they're not a reader they're kind of yeah. like oh i could read this this looks doable you right. know but right. um and that's a it's the best place to start 100 pages or less my mountain pour soap book is 104 pages um and uh, i think dyi is like 120 or something so 100 to 150 is a good um starter book size and keeping them in that size and not getting into the two 300 page books um, mm-hmm. is significantly better. You're, if you have so many so much information in your head that you could fill up a 300 or 400 page book, then my recommendation from what I've learned in doing all this is write two or three books out of that information. Right. Don't do it all in one book. Okay. Don't get yourself above $10 right. in your price point. Good tips. This is awesome. So this is so yeah. great. Now, Kayla, number one, I know you have lots of books. I want to make sure we tell everybody about them, um, especially the ones. I mean, this is the holiday season. You may not be listening to this at the holiday season, but we're recording it three weeks before Christmas. So it's a good time. Uh, we're going to release it in a few days. So it's a good time to, uh, you know, stock up on your holiday books. So tell us what your books are and make sure you include this one about how to write a book because, you know, this could be a great 2015 project for everyone listening, right? Most definitely. Very doable in, in 2015. 
So um, my the three books from my industry um, are The Art, Science, and Business of Aromatherapy, How to Make Mountain Pour Soap from Scratch, and DYI Kitchen Chemistry. So they're all just, the, uh, the aromatherapy book is a big book, but the other ones are two small books. And then um, in 2012, I published a poetry book called When I Was Young, I Flew the Sun Like a Kite. Um, and just because that was always my dream, and I just needed to get it out of the way, <laughs> so um, so I fulfilled my dream and and um, and and gave myself quite a bit of joy for getting that done. And now I can move on to other books that are less, um, you know, literary, but but more about helping people out. So then after that, I wrote How to Self Publish: The Authorpreneur's Guide to Publishing, and that gives you all the steps of setting up the platform every single detail of the book I know several people who have used it I have a, a shelf full of books that um, are people who have published through using the book and um, and it's really neat a lot of them say they read it like 20 times and they got it open while they're working so um, and it's it's a it's very easy and very doable and then my latest book is 360 degrees of grief reflections of hope and it is an anthology of 64 authors telling 104 stories about um, walking through um, grief um, and a variety of different experiences of grief um, from you know different causes, but all of them kind of reflecting that there, there's hope and you're not alone in going through grief. Awesome. So, you know, that's it for right now. I've got one I'm I'm working on. Well, you're so you're so. Um you know, you're so talented and you're diverse. You, you, it's not just one area that you write in. So your passion really shines through for a variety of different areas. You're, you're a well-rounded author, not just someone who writes about one thing. Not that there's anything wrong with writing about one thing, but um, it is interesting to see that you've, you've written in all these different genres. And I sh I'm sure there are more to come because I know you. So um, that would be super. <laughs> Kayla Fioravanti, yes. thank you so much for sharing this with us. And um, you can go to amazon.com and type in Kayla's name, K-A-Y-L-A-F-I-O-R-A. V-A-N-T-I, Kayla Fioravanti, and check out her author page and all her books will be there. Her blog and website is also KaylaFioravanti.com and that's also her Twitter name. So you can find her in all these places and Goodreads as well. So we're going to be looking forward to getting all these books, what great gifts they will make, Kayla. And also this information is priceless for anyone, anyone who is listening. We all have a story to tell. So uh, what better way to tell it? And, and how great is it that we live in a time when it's never been easier to tell your story? Right, right. All righty, then. Well, Thank Kayla, you so much you know, for having me. You're, you're welcome. And this is the this is actually a bonus episode for season one. So we are wrapping it up for 2014. Season one is now officially over. We will see you next year. And Kayla, thanks so much for helping to send us out of season one with a real big bang. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Happy holidays. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kayla Fioravanti. Are you ready to publish your book? If so, I want to hear all about it. So feel free to share your success in the comments if you're enjoying this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com 
forward slash 13. And if you enjoyed this episode, won't you send us some love? Just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love, and you can let your friends know on Twitter with one click that you have enjoyed our podcast, that it enhances your life and adds some value and just something that you really want your friends to find out about. And we really appreciate that too, because we want to spread the word about how handmade entrepreneurs and indies in America are making a difference. And this is one of the ways that we do that. So we really appreciate it if you could help us tell more people about it. And, you know, if there's anything we can do to improve, too, we want to hear that. There's a contact link on our website so you can share whatever you'd like to see and we can serve you better. That's at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. Well, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. <music>